0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and podcast on Steelers.com. We are talking Big Ben Roethlisberger all day, every day here on the Steelers Standard, and hopefully on all of our other sister podcasts here along the Steelers Podcast family. We'll do some divi- or conference championship breakdown in a later episode as well. So, if you are craving some content for the two games coming up on Sunday. We got you covered there. Do as not well. worry. Do not fret, my friends. But we're breaking down Ben Roethlisberger, and we're talking about his glorious Super Bowl runs that ended in victory in his career. 2005 season, 2008 season. Uh, just went over the 2005 season, so if you want to check that out, if that's more your cup of tea, head on over to a previous episode we did and listen to that first. But Here's a question. Yeah, you to and answer, and I, ask that question. I'll you answer and I it, were both a little bit younger, in
1: As as everyone else was based off of how time works, but we were pretty young. Good commentary on time. How do you think people who could remember both equally look at them? Do you think people favor 08 or Mm. they favor 05? Because I remember, I'm able to remember more from 08, so I favor that one more.
0: I love 08 more, too. I wonder if the people that witnessed all of the glory, and I mean dating back to the 70s, never thought they'd see it again. And so, therefore, 05 for them was kind of like, oh my god, they did it! They actually won it again. Like I never thought that I would see this, and also for our generation, like I remember, I was at a friend's house when this happened, and we were younger. I knew what was happening at that point, but still not to the extent where I was a drooling, mad, rabies You're sports watching
1: Super Bowl forty.
0: The yeah, two thousand and five. And I remember my friend's older sister, who was probably closer to high school, was like crying, tears mm-hmm. of joy, and like I didn't quite get that at that point, but I definitely get it into once you fast forward to 2008 and you put me in eighth grade or, or freshman year of high school, like I'm in I, grade, I yeah, finally yeah. start to really comprehend how big of a deal it was. So I think just our brains being too young back then is Weren't why able we look to at really Appreciate it. I, I think that if we were the age that we were in 05, that we were in 08, we'd be like, man, is the, there's nothing like your first one. You I know honestly, what I mean? Yeah,
1: there's nothing like it. Like, think it.
0: Penguins 09. Like, Great. 16 and 17 were amazing. Like, no. But oh, 09 I was, was just, there's nothing like your first one. Like,
1: 09 came on my last day of middle school. Uh, I was in eighth grade. It was the last day of school. Game seven was, it was a Friday. Somehow that lined up perfectly.
0: It was a Friday. Oh, yeah, you love playoff hockey. Play hockey. always lines up with the summer. It's great.
1: All my friends got together to watch it. Ugh, the first day of summer vacation, the first night of summer vacation,
0: honestly, it could not have been better. It couldn't have been better. And that's what I mean like, by there's nothing like your, your first, first and one. And I think that's why 08, even though it was our second one, it, it was really like that our first, first one that we were fully invested in. Like, And also, we just <laughs> grew up so spoiled, too. Think about it. Well... There was a lot of heartbreak in our early youths when we were going to AFC Championship games and losing them. Right, but even but that those, was when we were really—I was six years old, kindergarten, five years first, first old, grade. Yeah. Like for those, that was kind of more. We were just aware of our. I knew what the relatives st- around us acting like they were going to kill themselves. I remember. I mean, on Sundays during the
1: 01, o one o one o two seasons, I would just be watching TV because everybody else was right, like. Exactly. And then it wasn't dad, like I need to watch I'm the Steelers I'm sure your game. dad did something similar as all of our dads did, as you and I did as we got older. would go into a different room when the when the game got, got heat, tough, when it got heated. And which is I can't be around other people. I have to focus singularly on me and this team. And I so once my dad left the room, it was just me and my mom and my baby sisters and I had no idea really without my dad being there to explain things to tell what was going on and i would hear my dad scream.
0: <laughs> not to get on too much of a tangent but in the 09 stanley cup game 7 my neighbor was throwing a party mm-hmm. and my dad like came over and was like come on like everybody's watching the game come over no I, I watched it i watched that i saw the penguins clinch that stanley cup by myself on my living room couch on the floor on my hands and knees because I was so intensely... I get where your dad's coming from. I get what you're saying. Like Sometimes you, a, just, you can't watch with anybody. I've got a good example
1: of that. Game 7, uh, Capitals-Penguins uh, in 2017. Just had to take a walk. Just had to walk away. No, 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 no. So I'm at school. I'm at Indiana. And it's that period of time where it's after graduation, but some kids have stuck around campus, not ready to go home yet. And so everyone's kind of going out, but it's Game 7. Everyone's already out, but I'm sitting in my apartment. By based, yourself. In my apartment, watching that game in its entirety by myself. The Penguins go up one nothing. I can't believe it. They go up 2 nothing. I can't believe it. The game ends 2-0. Shut out. Win game seven over the Caps in Washington. Fantastic way to go out. And then I was just able to do a little bit of drinking celebration afterwards.
0: In 08, I was. But I had
1: to be. I could not. I could not be at the bar watching that game.
0: In 8 09, I was in my basement of my house watching the Steelers-Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. I had one of my best buddies there with me, but I was down away from my uncles and my grandmother and my parents upstairs having a Super Bowl party. I couldn't do it. I could not, mainly because I had started to learn what bad words were. <laughs> and we're starting to use them more often and you I could have I family. wanted to be letting F words fly in my basement instead of, you know, having one slip out around my poor grandmother. But that obviously was a game that made a lot of people watch on their own, maybe through their fingers as they covered their eyes. But to get to that game, let's start back at the regular season mm-hmm. and when we talked about 05 and how the Steelers needed to really win out to grab that spot to get to the top of or to get into the playoffs, it was different in 08. They were a dominant team they only lost four times that entire season. They never lost back-to-back games. Uh, it was they, a much different feel even though they only lost one less game oh oh at 08 they lost. that's four. a good point.
1: Oh, five. 5 they lost five. You were still... There was
0: three in a row there in 05 that mm-hmm. made you like, I don't know. But there was no streak of you losing were, in you this. You were a
1: second seed in an 08 compared to the sixth seed in 05.
0: The Eagles got you at the link. The Giants and Eli Beach at Hines. The Colts Beach at Hines as well in two close games. And then the biggest loss was at Tennessee, which lost home field advantage for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers by losing to the Tennessee Titans. They ended up going 13-3 and that year. The Steelers were 12-4. and But the Steelers would get the last laugh thanks to their arch-rival Baltimore beating the Titans in the first round of the playoffs as the sixth seed. And naturally that led to the Ravens ending up playing the Steelers eventually, but we all know how that ended up. Yes. Beautifully. In our favor. So obviously it was a different kind of regular season, and it was a different kind of regular season for Ben too – Couple three hundred yard games thrown in there, uh three thousand three hundred and one total yards, fifty-nine percent completion percentage. What's really interesting though is he only threw seventeen touchdowns in to the 15, fifteen interceptions. interceptions. In oh. that loss to the Eli and the Giants, too, he threw four interceptions. In that loss to Peyton and the Colts, he threw three interceptions. In that loss to the Titans, he threw two interceptions. So he threw Eight of his fifteen interceptions in three Three of the Steelers' losses, and then I believe in the Philly game, he threw a pick in that game. But he got
1: got sacked like nine times,
0: eight times. He got sacked eight times for a loss of thirty-five total (laughs) yards. So it's a beating. He played poorly and they lost, but he only played poorly four times. And really can you put the Philly game on him playing poorly when you get sacked 8 times? I no, mean, that that was the be, start of the yeah. of the
1: the criticism of the offensive line. That that really showed early how bad it
0: was. If any quarterback gets sacked 8 or more times, there's a 0% chance they'll ever win the game oh, unless you're Joe Burrow. Oh wait. And you get sacked 9 times. Oh wait. God, I hate him but I love him.
1: I don't hate him yet.
0: I don't hate him yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to hate you, Joe. I'm going to hate gonna you hate real him. good. But he's so lovable now, and I wanted to be Mahomes so badly. I, I wouldn't call him lovable. I would oh, just he's call lovable. Unhateable, you know, Unhated. You know what's a crazy stat line in uh, the Ben Roethlisberger? That, Tell me. As, as far as this year is concerned, and I I think he had to have left this game hurt, and I'm just completely forgetting. In a win against Washington in Week Eight that season, he did he, get hurt. That game, he <laughs> he
1: did not start the second half.
0: Five for seventeen. Yeah, he did he was not playing start Playing like the crap though, half. even before he got hurt. Fifty yards and an interception. I believe it was Byron Leftwich who came in in relief for him in the second half. Leftwich going to be getting some head coaching uh, looks this year, apparently. Good, good for him. him. Yeah, Good for him. Good for him. Uh, but it was really a regular season of dominance for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, and I don't
1: know if I would call it dominance.
0: I would call it dominance. Because,
1: yes, 12-4, you're not going to call dominance. However, the number two seed, you're not going to call of dominance. Let how those wins? Let me, let, let's go back down memory lane here. In the '07 7 season, the Browns went 10-6, and six, missed the playoffs by whatever tiebreaker they lost to. So week two, you're going into Cleveland. Cleveland is starving for a win against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh pulls it out, but it's only 10 to six. Tight win, barely getting away, but you win against the Browns in a division rival. Two weeks forward, you have the great James Harrison, Lamar Woodley sack party on Joe Flacco, rookie, and it takes a Jeffrey kick in overtime to pull out that win. The next week, Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars are the team, you're a boogeyman. They beat you in the regular season. They beat you in the playoffs. But you go into Jacksonville on Sunday Night Football, a final drive, game-winning drive, touchdown pass to Hines Ward, corner of the end zone, wins you that game, twenty-six twenty-one. Right? Moving forward a couple of weeks, San Diego, one of the why longest... are you doing this?
0: Why are you skipping over the blowouts? Well, because I'm highlighting thirty-eight how many... to seventeen over Houston. Thirty-eight to ten over Cincy. Okay, that's Twenty-three two. to six over Washington. Okay, twenty-seven right, to ten over Cincy. Right, Thirty-three to ten over New England. I haven't gotten there tw- yet. I haven't gotten there. 31 yet. Thirty-one to nothing over Cleveland. I
1: haven't gotten there they yet. They were
0: dominant that season. I haven't
1: gotten there yet, but they pulled out. I'm just saying they, they did it both ways. They, but did they both dominated ways. No, they pulled that it, season. I want to continue down some of these, these fun wins that I remember so fondly. I, I wasn't saying that
0: I hated those games. Shouldn't have been that no, close. You were trying to tell me that they didn't dominate that year. They went no, twelve and four to and they blew out. Pulled, a good amount of teams. They just didn't run over every single team. You're not going to. It's the NFL. Yeah. If you run over five teams but like But I'm did. trying to
1: also at the same time highlight some of the, the one of my favorite my favorite season as a Steelers look, fan look, look. and some of my favorite I know what wins. you were
0: doing. You're doing the thing where you cherry pick the stats to make yourself look smart and I called you on it. Uh-uh. Right? Uh, keep going and reading through your little list there. So
1: San Diego that game highlighted by the Troy Polamalu diving interception. Crazy game in the snow but only eleven to ten. That's all your offense is kind of sputtering at that point. Ben's coming off of that injury from two weeks before. Uh, New England. You you have to go in and beat you don't beat Tom Brady, but you have to go in and you have to beat Bill Belichick. Only time Ben Rothersberger gets a win in New England in his career. But what a time to get it. And honestly, how good did that did that win feel? Yeah, you won the game thirty three to ten, but you had not beaten New England un- since Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season in the regular season in 4 And that game was at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. So to go into New England and just steamroll, and then, by the way, Ryan Clark committed murder on the football field on Wes
0: Welker on that hit. I know you know what play I'm talking about. Of course I do. Such a good feeling. It's just tough, though, because the boogeyman wasn't there.
1: No, you're right. And then the next two wins, Dallas Cowboys... You're, you're down, what is it, 13 to, I believe, 10. Or or, or or 13 to 6. 13 to 6, rather. Ben throws an out pass to Heath Miller, who dives for the pylon. And then the very next series for Dallas, after Pittsburgh being down the entire game, Turner and Romo throws that pick six to DeShay Townsend. All of a sudden, you, you went from 13 to 6 down to 20 to 13 up. And then there's maybe... The greatest regular season win in recent Steelers memory in Baltimore, Santonio Holmes that catch right on. On the edge of the goal line,
0: tucking that ball in. I love the final score of that game too. 13 to nine. It's just rings, a, it rings that's a really you, aesthetically pleasing score to me. I wish all games ended thirteen to nine. But just so many great wins pulled out by Ben
1: that season. I know <clears throat> wasn't his greatest statistical season. But that season established Ben as the winner that he's known as. Yes. Today. Yes. He 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 had done he had pulled out wins over the course of his career, his rookie year in 05 and then once or twice in 06 because we know how that season went. But oh my god, was he a winner in 2008?
0: Oh my god, yeah, he had four game-winning drives, four fourth-quarter comebacks that season. Um four fourth-quarter comebacks was his High watermark until this season when he ended up having six uh, fourth quarter comebacks. But, yeah, he he really did establish himself as kind of the, well, it doesn't look pretty, but he always ends up with a win at the end that's of the That's what day. I'm trying
1: to say is that, it, yeah, you won 12 times on the year, but it wasn't always just steamrolling past the opponents. It re, that's why I love that year so much is because, honestly, Tom, I'd rather it be like that. Because if you're up— whatever look at look at the the rams against the against the buccaneers you go up all you're thinking is oh my gosh could we possibly throw this game away and lose it whereas if you're just in it you're thinking it's anyone's game it could it it could be our game and i love those kind kinds of games way more than i love the the blowouts except for the patriots game because that was awesome
0: yes absolutely um one thing I said earlier, I said that the Ravens beat the Titans in the wild card round. I, I was thinking, in terms of this year, the Titans had a bye that year. So the Ravens beat them in the divisional round mm-hmm. after winning in the wild card round themselves. And then obviously the Steelers met them in the AFC Championship game. Ben threw 15 interceptions in the regular season, turned the page to the playoffs, started to protect the football. He didn't throw a single pick against the Chargers or the Ravens in the two playoff games leading up to the Super Bowl. He did have an interception against the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, but. One interceptions in three and it games. it wasn't super
1: costly either because no. it came in, I believe, the second quarter.
0: So one interception in a total of three games is really not that big of a deal when it look at the regular season and in 16 games he threw 15 interceptions. So, and that Washington game he left early. So you could really say 15 and 15 if you want for Ben that year. So like, averaging an interception a game almost not and then great. you turn the page to when the stakes really matter and you become a guy who's not going to turn the ball over with your life. That kind of goes back to what you were illustrating with. He just knows how to win. He knows when it's winning time. And you look at that Chargers game, he only threw for 181 yards, but he completed 65% of his passes. They were a big 181 yards. He threw a touchdown and he helped lead the Steelers to that 35 to 24 victory over San Diego. And obviously the Steelers kind of struggled in that game and I think the big play was Santonio Holmes returning that punt for a touchdown. I think that really sparked the team, but I think it's very easy to forget Ben Roethlisberger ripped off a dime of a pass that would have been an easy touchdown to open things up. And it went through. Guess. uh Everyone go through? knows the answer. Who is it? Everyone knows. Who number is it? 14. Lima Swede. It went right through Lima Swede. I mean, I'm talking gorgeous <laughs> pass. I mean, it was right in the bre Like, you didn't even have to extend. It was just going to land in the pocket for you. Easy 7-0 lead. Boom, boom, boom. We're the two seed, and we just dropped fireworks on your face, San Diego to start the game. And he dropped it. So, yes, Antonio did provide that spark, but I I, I think... It could have started I I want to remember, it could have been Ben that sparked that powder keg.
1: Is Linus Swede the biggest bust in since the turn of the millennium? For the Steelers? For the Steelers. Yeah. Of course, so there are... I think uh, what's his name to the Raiders in '06, um, Jamarcus Russell. Yes, yeah. that's the biggest bust, right? Since league Ryan Leaf, yeah, league-wide. Yeah, sure. Since Ryan Leaf, but for the Steelers, I mean, you're you're coming off of a Vince Young Texas offense. Lima
0: Swede, Artie Burns. I mean, those Artie are the Burns, two that John Davis. Although Burns and Davis did at least some things and are still they're I, not I, Burns great, is though. still in the league. I mean, somehow. Some way, dude. They did some like compared to Sweet Jarvis Jones compared is out to Sweet. Oh, that's a really good shout. I would put Jarvis Jones up there in front of Burns and Davis. I don't even remember Jarvis Jones doing squat anything while he was here, like literally anything at all. And he was great too, coming out of Georgia. Oh, when they picked him, I was like, holy crap! Great. I can't believe he fell that far. And now I know exactly this, why he fell that far. This
1: huge outside linebacker. He's
0: the best player in the SEC that year yeah. defensively, and everybody was passing him. And now we know why. Lima Swede. Up there. You could say he is, and I'm not gonna be like egregiously mad yeah. at you. I, I think that's a good idea. Well, I just uh, also is that
1: a testament to how good of a job Kevin Colbert has done during his tenure as the GM.
0: Yeah. Uh the
1: Chargers scored in that game on the first drive. Right. It was a one yard pass. I believe it was a long touchdown pass,
0: right? Yeah, forty one yards, I just said to that. uh uh Vincent Jackson. Yeah, right? You're right? You got it right. Uh and then the Steelers had to stop him the next drive and then Holmes obviously the sixty-seven yard. Punt return that tied the game. Uh, The Chargers did take the lead again on a field goal, but Pittsburgh was able to drive seven plays, 66 yards, to take the first lead game on a three-yard touchdown run by Willie Parker. You wouldn't guess it, Tom. They didn't look back from then. You wouldn't guess it. That season, the Steelers
1: ranked bottom of the barrel in terms of rushing yards per game. But I believe Fast Willie ran for like 130 yards and two touchdowns. In that game? And a game against the Chargers in the second round.
0: So they're up 14-10 to 10 at halftime, and then Ben comes out in the second half and leads a beauty of a 13-play drive that ended with him throwing it to Heath Miller in the end zone for a touchdown, 21-10. to 10. Obviously, the Chargers were able to score in the fourth quarter a couple touchdowns, but the game had pretty much already been over mm-hmm. at that point, and the Steelers also matched both of their touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win the game by 11 points, so you know, it was a team that just was better than the Chargers, and although the Chargers kind of was able to feel them out at the beginning of the game, heading to halftime only down four, the second half showed the Steelers were the cream of the crop there. I
1: could tell you every emotion, like, where I was for every play, every emotion I felt for every play of the AFC Championship game and the, the Super Bowl that year, I don't remember diddly squat about that game it's just because – even though you mentioned yes, you you were down early seven nothing, and then it was a four point game at halftime, and then eleven point game. Not as big of a spread as you would like against what you thought was an inferior opponent. I don't remember Diddley Squatch, just because the whole time I I thought going into that game we're gonna win this game. Throughout the game, when even when we were down early, it's okay. Let's just let's just score here so we're not down for much longer, and they did. I never felt uncomfortable during that game.
0: And then came Baltimore Ravens AFC Championship game. And Jacob said in an earlier episode we did, you put the two Super Bowls, 1A, 1B. This might be the number two biggest game as far as Ben Roethlisberger's concern. That's worth a discussion. I I think it is. I I, I just think, you know, you look at the AFC Championship games, all three of them, that he won, all three Uh of them that he won, I mean. And he, this one was the one that stood out above the rest, not just because it's your rival, but because it was really the closest game. Out of all of them, um, Pittsburgh sp- scored first. Jeff Reed converted on field goals. They were up six to nothing. Santonio Holmes caught a touchdown. The Steelers were up 13 to nothing in this well, game.
1: Let's not breeze over that touchdown because that was essentially yarder. a punt return of a route that he ran once he caught the ball.
0: Just weaving through all these Baltimore defenders. And that's what Ben did so well in this entire run was he just got the ball to Holmes. He got the ball to his playmaker. He knew who had the hot hand. Yeah, and yeah. he was so good at distributing it to positions where he could catch it and run. Like He was good at placing the ball in spots where he didn't have to stop his momentum in order to grab the ball and then start again. He he ran through the pass and was able to take it to the end zone in that scenario, and in more times than not in that season for San Antonio, sure. um, Ravens answered obviously, made it 13 to seven. Um, you know, they got back and f- Reed kicked another field goal, McGee scored a second touchdown. Ravens were within two points of the game. You're getting real nervous, I'm really nervous point. because not only do the Ravens get within two points, the Steelers' offense can't do anything and sure. have to punt the ball back to Baltimore. And they were doing that for a while at that point. And Joe Flacco, you know, you don't really know what you got in him yet. He seems to be a guy, though. He's not the playoff Joe that we we met three years later. No, he's not. But as a young player, he was a rookie in this game, I believe. He's a rookie. You look at yourself and you go, is this guy the next dude? Like, is this going to be the next special player in the NFL? And... Troy Polamalu comes up with maybe the play of his career even though there's a thousand of them you could choose from I don't know if any of them had the stakes attached to them like this did but Polamalu picks off Pol- Polamalu picks off Flacco picks, picks, picks off Polamalu Polamalu, 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 <laughs> Polamalu picks off Flacco and it honestly looked like he floated to the end zone. Like it really it was a crazy run back, but it never looked like he was in trouble of getting tackled once. He
1: also didn't look like he
0: was running that fast. No, that's why I mean about the floating he thing. was like, kind of
1: running horizontally he just like, a little bit. He just kind
0: of found his way into the end zone and then like he's running around and everybody's like, "Oh my god, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball." And then it's like, "Oh my god, he's going to score. Oh my god, he's going to score." And then he holds the ball up above his head as he crosses the goal line. A truly remarkable moment and I think that field may maybe that was a lot louder, louder than, ever than it's ever been. been there.
1: I don't know if it, it could ever get louder because I don't know in the future. Are you going to have a player as beloved as Troy Palomalo make that kind of a play? Make that in that kind of a situation no, to send perfect, your team to the Super
0: Bowl? It's really a perfect storm right there. It was great. Oh, really so
1: funny. Great. So, you know how so every, great. Time, every time the Steelers are down or whatever or in need of a, a turnover? You look at the TV and say, "Okay, time to get the turnover." Yep. My dad and I like to pride ourselves on saying, "We looked at it, we looked at each other right before that play and said, turnover on this play or the game's over." And then and Troy, we liked it, we like to credit ourselves. Steelers Nation, you are welcome on behalf
0: of the wreck for getting you that play. So crazy how the pick six happened in the AFC Championship game for the and Steelers then again, and in then the in, in the Bowl. Super Bowl pick six from James Harrison. Um the second best play of that Super Bowl, for sure, is the pick six from James Harrison. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. It's, worth, it's worth a discussion. Is
1: it the better play, but
0: Santonio's was just the game winner? Uh, With stakes being attached to it, Santonio's the better play. Also, that pass. Whew, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger
1: has never thrown a better pass in his life.
0: Never, I mean... Few people have ever
1: thrown as good of a pass as that one.
0: No, and it, I think it's... Not hyperbolic to say it was the pass of his life. It was the pass, no, the of, pass his of his life. life. Uh, catch of Holmes's life, too, to sure. keep those toes down. But the fact that Pittsburgh needed to go 78 yards in just two minutes and two seconds. And remember, too, I mean, that, I know Patrick that, Mahomes made it look easy on Sunday night doing that, but it's not easy. That drive and started
1: with an offensive holding call, pushing them back even farther than they needed to And the to line be.
0: had trouble all game. Remember, the Cardinals got a safety, safety. on an offensive holding in the end in the zone. End zone yeah. So... It was tough going for that offensive line for the Steelers, but they persevered. They got through it. There were a couple big third down conversions that Ben Roethlisberger needed to make on that drive, and he did it. Going to Santonio San Holmes a lot. Um, Holmes not only had the touchdown, but he had the catch and run that right. got it was them like into 35 yard field something. goal range, yeah. where the defender fell you down. At, you at least were saying, "Okay, it's 23 to 20." 20. At the very least, we can get this thing into overtime, and Steelers fans started to feel a little bit more comfortable there. But then obviously should have had a touchdown on the first shot at the end zone. Did not catch the ball from Ben. Second times the charm though. On a much hard he made it way harder on himself. You're, the throwing, second time. you're
1: throwing through three defenders. I mean, that
0: first one would have been a layup compared to yes. what he did on the second one. And is
1: that Super Bowl remembered as fondly
0: without that catch? If it was if, just like a basket catch. If it the- was if
1: he gets it on the first round,
0: first down. Kind of like how Plaques did against the Patriots. It just kind of you, like a floater, you, yeah. wide open, basket catch. Because no one remembers the plex catch. It would have been an amazing comeback for sure, but you're right. It wouldn't have been like the, everyone oh, what a catch. Everyone's like, talking about. It's just Ben leading the drive. No, but like, everyone's
1: talking about the greatest Super Bowl play, and that
0: Super Bowl is the James Harrison pick six. Right. Exactly.
1: You're not talking about San Antonio Holmes it, at all. And you're it's talking about the drive, Holmes,
0: but it's like more in the context of, wow, Ben, really good drive.
1: San Antonio Holmes probably doesn't win MVP of that Super Bowl if it's an easy layup of a catch. I don't think he should have won MVP. I today. don't think he should have won either.
0: I mean, that's but Ben's MVP. Even at concerned. that point, if, if he just makes the easy catch, I think 100% you have to give it to Ben. That's probably the only, and we can wrap up here nicely. That's probably the only. Thing about Ben's career that I look at and think is I wish he had a this. wrongdoing or yeah. a black eye. He should have that Super Bowl MVP Absolutely. in his hardware. Case. Nothing against Antonio, but no. it was Ben's. It was Ben's, and that pass, like you said, to get over those three Cardinals defenders' hands and hit Santonio where only Santonio can catch it, in a spot where he can still have enough length to get his toes down. I mean that that's just something extremely special, and. That's why he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's why we think he's the best quarterback in Steelers history. That's why he's a legend of this game, and he will be enshrined forever in Canton one day because of throws like that and because of having guts and the ability oh. to—what did Tomlin say? When everybody gets a little tight, he stays the same. <laughs> I mean, that's we've been seeing that since 2005. It's just there are certain guys, and I think you see it more out of Burrow than anybody these days— that just don't flinch when the moment becomes extremely flinchable. And Ben was that to a T his entire career. I mean you got the guys that flinch like crazy like that crackpot Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I mean that dude can't stop blinking when it what, comes to playoffs. I don't know what
1: happens when he gets the heart rate just football. starts fluttering
0: a little bit more. It does. But with Ben, it is as calm and steady as ever. It's it's throwing Footballs in the backyard to Ben Junior or going up against the Arizona Cardinals with two minutes left to go in your season and seventy eight yards to pay dirt. It's the same exact level of calmness for Ben. And we've what, seen it we've seen it over we, eighteen years. What more could we say here? I mean, than just these two episodes recapping the two glorious years of his career. And obviously as we work our way through the off season, there'll be more Ben talk that we'll get to, but two Super Bowls doesn't get better than that. I mean it does if you want 3 but I mean you know what I mean.
1: I mean we all remember he came out as a rookie saying I want to I want to break Terry's record. I want
0: to I want to get f- I want to get at least 4 maybe 5. And that's the mindset you want. That's the mindset. And he got the 3. I mean But you know what? That mindset is how you get two. Yeah. Like it didn't work you like you said that and you fell short technically Sure. but the fact you had that kind of lion mindset that king of the jungle mindset is how you were able how to get to How many Super
1: Bowl how many quarterbacks in the NFL have played the game to to claim they they've won one
0: Super Bowl let alone two let alone gone to a, gone third. To a third It's very few and far between and again I want to illustrate the fact that he was a stealer for life is huge sure. it is a very rare group that he joins the Montanas the Mannings well the one Manning the the worst Manning stayed in the same team but that's probably because no other team wanted him because he was so bad towards the end of his career. Pretty bad. But the real Manning, I'm going to call him the real Manning. The real Manning, <laughs> Brady, uh, Montana. I mean, these guys all switched. Favre. they all switched teams. Rodgers, probably. They all switched teams. Rodgers, for sure. Elway, Ben. These are the guys that stayed in the same spot, won championships, are a certain team for life. That's that's something that Steelers fans really need to recognize appreciate, and yeah. appreciate is that he was a Steeler for life. That'll do it for Jacob Brecht and myself, Tom Offerman, on this episode of the Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen and we'll talk to you next time.